This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, real quick coaching news item. This just tweeted out by Ian Rappaport. Uh, Giants defensive coordinator Don Wink Martindale is scheduled to have his second interview with the Indianapolis Colts for their head coaching job tomorrow. Top three on third downs in red zone with a rebuilding roster. Martindale could also help set the culture in Indianapolis. Culture. Culture culture. player. Boy, I'll tell you, man. Martindale and Ursay together would be one, uh, one raspy conglomeration of just weirdness i think yes um martindale's like a crusty old dude and uh, i would say a little bit eccentric just in that he's he's like ah, he's like bruce arians that he's not gonna he's not gonna kowtow to anybody he's just gonna be his own man and sometimes that keeps you from becoming a head coach because it, you know you don't look like you do well in polite company i that kept arians from being a head coach for a long time until all of a sudden he was thrust into that role with the colts so i think that ursay might look at Martindale as in um, you know in a slightly different but much the same type of way as a a Bruce Arians type. That would be disappointing because I want Jeff Saturday to get that job so very badly in Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah boy, that would be <sighs> Saturday getting that job is fun unless Ursay is just using it as a way to get to Caleb Williams. If he just feels like okay, I'm going to put the tank in. The last time that the last time that the Colts had an awful record and ended up drafting a quarterback number one overall. It was because Peyton Manning had had neck surgery yep. the year before. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't start out as a, a deliberate tank. And I know some people think that, well, Ursay chose not to play Manning at the end of the year when Manning wanted to play. I get that and I understand that, but I saw Peyton Manning trying to throw the football at the beginning of training camp six months later he was not ready to play football by December of that year. Yeah. Remember his first few games in Denver? 
He was throwing ducks up. And I mean, there was a, there was a, there was a story about as he was making his free agency visits, he wasn't ready to throw yet. And that somehow Peyton was trying to play in December uh, with the Colts. So I don't, I don't think it was a deliberate tank. Um, it just worked out that way. Maybe this time Jim Ursage feels like, all right, you know what? Yeah, we'll just go ahead and deliberately tank it. The Colts in that year in 2011 beat the Texans in week 16 in Indianapolis. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah. were, they were trying. They just weren't very good. Dan Orlovsky was their quarterback. They were perilously close to Orlovskying their way out of Andrew Luck, a man who ultimately maybe that would have been best for them because ultimately Andrew Luck left them in the lurch uh, just because his kidneys were too bad. Yes, yeah, just say the Colts. Uh, the Colts an, do have some culpability in that. Yeah, with them putting I've got a, an architecture degree. I don't want my kidneys <laughs> to be bleeding all the time. Yeah. Uh, I know. Come on, Andrew, <laughs> suck it up. Um, this is a man's game, kidney boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which of these two games are you more looking forward to this weekend? The NFC title game or the AFC title game? San Fran at I Philly looking, or Cincy at KC? I like San Francisco versus Philly. Though I am a child of the AFC, there's something about those two logos going at it with three potential Texans head coaches especially. And I think the the type of, the type of offense that San Francisco runs – um, the quality of the defense on both these sides. The fact that Jalen Hurts is involved is a big bonus for lots of people, um, but also especially for – I think that if you look at Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts, there's an underdog element there that I really like. I think that I think that Brock Purdy is more of a recipient of being on in that system, and I don't want to take anything away. It's very impressive from what he's done, but – he hasn't been the driving force behind this offense. He's been the latest of guys that's kind of been along for the ride in a, in a, in a Kyle Shanahan or Gary Kubiak type of system. Um, whereas with Jalen Hurts, even though Sirianni and Steichen have done a really good job with him, I mean, Jalen Hurts' extreme physical skill is driving a lot of their success on offense. So, um, but I like that underdog element to both of them. So there's just there's so many great storylines with both those teams. I think it's going to be a, a hell of a game. Yeah, I mean, I think most Texan fans are looking at what you just referred to with the coordinators. You know, Steichen versus yeah. D'Amico, Gannon versus Kyle Shanahan, one of the great offensive minds in recent history in football. I think it's safe to say. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like when you step back and think about it, like either Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy is going to be starting in the Super Bowl. You know, like that's, and if something happens to Hurts, either Gardner Minshew or Brock Purdy are going to be starting in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, I mean, so because uh, the shoulder, well, somebody, you know, you got that shoulder issue. Somebody earlier asked where, where is Trey Lance or Brock Purdy going to land next year, and I don't know if that person realized that um, Brock Purdy was a rookie. Brock Purdy's not going anywhere. Um, oh. it, like it wouldn't make any sense at all. I mean, he's probably he's making whatever the second year veteran minimum is, or, or the second year minimum is next year. And um, I think the bigger question is, okay, what do they feel about Trey Lance at this point? And uh, are they actually going to be so high on Brock Purdy that they try to trade Trey Lance? And what do you get for a Trey Lance at this point? Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly not going to be what they traded to get him. No chance. No chance. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. When I see people. When, when, when I brought up, I brought up or with people or I've heard people bring up, well, could they trade Trey Lance? Well, there's no way you're going to get three first round picks for him. Like, yeah, no bleep. Like, he's not as yeah. good as we thought he was. Or he's certainly not as developed as we thought he would be at this point. Of course, they're not yeah, going to. I, I think that I think they end up like, having spent that money anyway <laughs> and Trey Lance still being on his rookie year. 
I think the best thing for the organization is for even if they really, really like Brock Purdy, um, they got to still throw a lot of energy into Trey Lance and see what he can do. And maybe they end up trading him away after, you know, he performs well enough in the preseason or depending if Brock Purdy gets injured. Uh, I think they, if there's one thing that the organization has learned, they've learned the value of keeping multiple quarterbacks on staff. For sure. Because they've gone from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo to Brock Purdy in one season. Um, how weird would it be to have a, a guy win a Super Bowl and then he's in a competition for his job in training camp next year? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would say just give up a call to, uh, G, uh, to Jim Crane. Jim Crane to say he should be happy to have a job. You're happy to be here, aren't you, Brock Purdy? And he'd say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because of Cl- James Click was fired Click, after they yeah. won a World Series. Yeah, Sorry yeah. to do the cross. Uh, yeah, James Click. No, I, I, I figured that's who you were. I was about to say James Click. Um, so, well, Jim Crane is the guy that fired him. So right. Saying, Call up Jim Crane yeah. to ask the yeah. – Yep. Um, as far as the Cincinnati-Kansas City game goes, um, Pat Mahomes' ankle is the big story in this one, I think. I don't know. Seth, every bit of video I've seen this week, Patrick Mahomes is skipping around singing zippity doo dah. He looks uh, looks like he's moving. I mean, he looks yeah. like he's moving decently enough on it. I'm not. I'm not buying it. You think he hurts? Hey, look, he he sucked when his ankle was hurt a couple years ago. I don't think he's changed at all. Okay. I think that I think that that pass rush is in that defense in general is going to make it just confusing enough that his lack of mobility is uh, what ends up doing him in. Yeah. Um, I think I'm with you on that Cincinnati in that game. I think Cincinnati just might be the better team, even with a healthy Mahomes. They might be the better team. I think they might be the better team. The only thing I'm worried about is the the offensive line for the Bengals. Is like, don't be fooled by that bad weather. But I, I have whew, Chris Jones. The last few times I've seen Chris Jones, as much of a menace as he can be, I don't think he's at peak Chris Jones right now. I would include in that the Texans game uh, when last we saw him versus the Texans and Chris Jones put up a donut on the stat sheet. Well, Max it's, Sharping uh, maybe just what the doctor ordered for him then. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know, Max Sharping, Sharping did fine as long as there's two inches of snow on right, the ground. Right, right. I got to check the weather. I don't know. City? I think it's supposed to be cold. Mattress Max said it's supposed to be below freezing in Kansas City. During, um, That's a, By the way, I, I had that um, discussion with one of our listeners the last time. I had said something about Josh Allen not playing well in bad weather, and he said actually Josh Allen is pretty good in the cold. There's a difference. I don't care about, I don't care about the cold. Lots of guys can be good in the cold. I want to know how a guy is in bad weather. The elements. And, uh, like, whether it's heavy rain, like we saw him versus the Texans and he was trash, uh, whether it was last week where I, like, I don't even want to, I don't want to pick on Josh Allen because the problem with the Bills offense is that Josh Allen is pretty much the Bills offense. So there's, Bill, Josh Allen either has to be incredible or they got nothing at all. Um, that's a lot of pressure for there to be on a young guy. So, Regardless, I felt I felt like the Bengals' offensive line was helped by the bad weather. Dude, Sunday in Kansas City, high of twenty five, low of fourteen, and that's the late game too. That's the. Is it gonna, does it say what the wind is? That's the five. No, it just has a. Uh, it, the the little um, emoji there is a, is just a bright sun, so it looks like it's. Yeah. It doesn't have a you know the wind blowing kind of thing, so it, I, I can't really tell. So Chris Jones versus Jacksonville, which I gotta say, I think I'd I'd like to see what the stats were on Kansas City versus Jacksonville because I don't I don't know how many times Trevor Lawrence got sacked, but there was pressure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Chris Jones one solo tackle, one QB hit in that game. Pretty quiet. 
It's a good offensive line, though. Um, Sunday in Philly. Oh, Philly's downright tropical. High of 52 on Sunday in Philly. Oh, really? And overcast. Yeah, weather not a factor there. Did you know that show? I never knew this. I always wondered why the show It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was like what, what that was all about because obviously it's not Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Was, I guess it was originally supposed to be It's Always Sunny in Los Angeles, um, but then they had to switch, so they just they just kept the they name? They said, okay, we'll go Philly. Okay. I respect that. I did yeah. too. I did too. I respect that. La- that's ballsy to be that lazy about something and just figure like, ah, the, the entire title of our show will just be kind of a joke about how we – an inside joke about how uh, we had to switch the no idea. That's why I've never watched that show. Is it? Do you give it a thumbs up recommendation? I've watched little clips of it. It's one of those things where it feels like uh, it's a bit of a commitment, kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. where I feel like I got to really commit to this and get to learn the characters to to find it funny, funny. And I've never been able to go there. Amy and I are trying Succession again. Uh, we made it okay. through four episodes, but it was moving too slow, so I moved on to other things. Have you watched Succession? No. Okay. I haven't that because I don't know what the difference is between Succession and Billionaire. Yeah. Or Billions. Billions, yeah. Are they the same show? I don't know. We watched Billions, and then I think we bailed. Like, some of these shows peter out for me. Billions kind of petered out. It became sort of the same thing every season. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I got it. He's an obnoxious hedge fund manager. Give me something else. All right. Um, Boy, I'll tell you what. You know what happened to Chris Jones after he did? The, um, the Texans were yet again the spur to greatness. Because after Chris Jones really didn't do much at all, versus like nothing on the stat line at all versus the Texans, uh, he had over the next three games, he had uh, four and a half sacks in the regular season. Did he really? Yeah. See, it's one of those things. You're right. It's a wake-up call. Like, God, I suck today against the Texans. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He played 63% of the snaps. And, Sean, I thought there was a glitch on the stat sheet. It's the only game all season where he had nothing at all in any of the stat columns. Dude. Other than a start and snaps played. That's wild. Against the yeah. team whose weakness is the interior of the offensive line. That's crazy. All right, uh, Payne and Pendergast with you, Football Friday. Final segment coming up. On the text page, I got a rationalization for D'Amico Ryans if he chooses to go to Denver instead of becoming the head coach of the Houston Texans. Does this rationalization work for you next? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.